Hey, brave one. Welcome to another episode of the Women Aware and Prepared podcast. I'm your host, Mandy Pratt, a trained domestic violence victim advocate who teaches women and vulnerable populations how to be street smart. You'll hear some true crime stories, but most importantly, how we might prevent crimes happening to us. Return each week to learn safety tips and emotional self-defense so we live empowered with peace. Let's be less naive and leave helplessness and worry behind so we can be safer, savvy, aware, and prepared. All right, welcome back today as we continue on in our little mini series about self-defense tools and we continue speaking about pepper spray. Now, in the last episode, I had just given an overview, an intro to pepper spray, and mentioned to you that I actually wrote a book about pepper spray and published it on Amazon because when I was training, I was learning from somebody super gnarly, and he didn't have a lot to say about pepper spray because we were training with much more serious things. But as a woman, we want to know about pepper spray. So I went and found everything out and compiled it into a nice tidy little book with lots of pictures that um, people always tell me are super helpful. So um, I'll put that in the show notes again. It's two things to know before buying pepper spray. Do this first. You can find it on Amazon. So you'll hear me flipping through some of the pages today as I kind of give a brief overview on it. Um, You'll need to read it to get the the real um, info, the scoop. But I'm going to give you some pointers here from it. So in my last episode, I had talked about making sure that your pepper spray is kept hidden or concealed. So it's not, um, your secret isn't blown. If an attacker sees that hanging on your keychain, then he might use it on you or know what to expect. So we like to keep it hidden, but easy to access so we can grab it really quick and hoping that that may give us just a quick moment of distraction to be able to escape. So um, some of the factors when using pepper spray to keep in mind, um, knowing whether it's gonna help you or not is, as I mentioned in the last one, how quickly it takes you to grab and deploy your pepper spray. And we talked about carrying it in the same place all the time. And then we talked about the element of surprise when using it. And today we're going to talk more about the strength, range, etc. of your pepper spray. And also, um, I had mentioned in, in the last episode that the size, strength, and skill, and intoxication, and mental state of an attacker will also determine whether this is going to work or not. Now, sometimes it'll put somebody in the hospital. Other times, if somebody's super intoxicated, it may not work so well, so... I would like to have it. Um, I believe in dressing in layers, you know, just like we do in the springtime. So we wear a tank top and then we wear a cardigan or something. That's what I'm wearing today. Um, So I can have both, you know, from chili cardigan. If I get warm, then I take the cardigan off. So that's kind of what I do with my self-defense tools. So I have a couple things that I carry on me all the time that are in the same place. Um, Pepper spray is one of them and that's meant for keeping a boundary. So pepper spray, believe it or not, can actually spray pretty far. Um, So 
one major point I want to make is that there is pepper spray, which you hear all the time, but there's also pepper gel. And that is what I like to use because I live in a windy area. So I like to use pepper gel because it sprays in a stream and that way it hits my target and hopefully doesn't spray so much back on me. So I'll tell you more about the one that I like to use in a minute, but um, also the question I get a lot from people is, you know, how do I know if it's legal in my state? Because sometimes they'll say there's a minimum age. Sometimes they'll say how much you can carry. Um, so there's some things to know and you can look it up on Google with our current year. So right now it's 2023, but I would also call the police department where you're going to be with the pepper spray and just ask them, hey, is this legal for me to carry? What are the stipulations here? I've done that before. Like when I'm traveling, I wanted to know. Um, And here's another tip too. When you're traveling, the past time I traveled, I was not allowed to carry it with me. Obviously, you can't carry it on the plane. But my specific airline that I flew with also would not let me check it in my luggage. So there's workarounds with that. Um, I can just buy it where I'm going to be and then toss it when I'm done, when I'm leaving. Um, Or I can ship it to myself somewhere. But again, I got to make sure that wherever I'm going to be, I'm allowed to carry it. And I know those of you listening in London and other places, Paris, I think, I don't think you're allowed to carry it. And I'm sorry, because that sucks, because it is a tool that can be helpful. So in that case, I might carry like just a little can of hairspray. And granted, that's not going to like blind anybody or anything. But that or a hot cup of coffee or my heavy water bottle I'm carrying with me, whatever you have in your hands would also be great to, to like stun somebody with and just get a moment to get away As I mentioned, the most important thing is situational awareness and being aware of our surroundings, right? Because we want to be able to prevent. So we want to hear footsteps behind us or different things like that that might alert us to why we might need pepper spray. Hopefully we don't need it, but just in case we have a self-defense tool with us, right? So, all right, let's get back into the pepper gel versus pepper spray. Um, In my book, I list out pros and cons. So one of them that I was talking about with the pepper gel is it has a greater range. So it's generally like 18 feet. And I've taught my self-defense course a couple times to some local ladies here. And we did do it in person. And we actually went out and um, did some test sprays of the pepper gel and the pepper spray. So it was interesting to see how far it really sprays and how much blowback there was So that was super interesting. So some things to note when you're shopping for pepper spray is, like I was mentioning, the range. How far can it spray? The concentration. Um, Something that you want to pay attention to is the MC measurement. It's usually around like 1.3 for maximum strength. There's more about that in my book. And then something that was really interesting was when we were trying out the different pepper sprays, They have different locks on them. So some of them have like a twist lock. Some of them have a flip lock. And each person who tested them had a different preference according to like maybe somebody had arthritis and the flip was harder, you know, whatever the case. So for me, 
I preferred the, not the flip top, but the, it's like a turn. And then once you turn it, the hole is there and it can come out. Um, and then also something important to know is they do have a shelf life and that usually ranges from two to four years. So don't just, you know, chuck the pepper spray into your purse and think you bought it and you're good. But in actuality, it was six years ago. <laughs> so it's not going to be as strong. Um, and then you have some that have special features like UV dye ingredient to mark an attacker. Sometimes they have a light on them for runners. Sometimes they have a GPS location alert to loved ones. Sometimes they have a loud alarm and they come with like a clip or a Velcro that goes around your wrist. And then there are ones that have a larger canister for not carrying out, like for home defense. So I have some of those hidden where I know where they are easy for me to grab at home if there was an intruder. So the kind of pepper spray I carry, I talk about more in the book, but it is a pepper gel by Sabre, S-A-B-R-E. I'll put that in the um, show notes, but I trust them because they only sell security items, self-defense tools. You know, they don't sell supplements and other things. So that's why I trust them. And I've been noticing that they are easy to find. I was just at Target and I saw the exact pepper gel I have in the sporting goods section and was so excited about that because I just thought, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like, you know, people can can get that easily or I've ordered it off of Amazon, believe it or not. So super easy. All right. Now we're going to talk about the effects of pepper spray. This is so important because one, you need to know where to spray it. And two, what if it gets sprayed on you, right? The oil is an inflammatory agent and that causes somebody um, to have trouble breathing. Not enough to be lethal usually, but it's hopefully will severely limit their ability and desire to keep attacking. So once the oil has sunk into the membranes of the skin and the eyes and the nose and the mouth, um, that will usually take them down. So when you're spraying, go for the face if you can. So like eye to eye, spraying horizontally, eye to eye, right? Mouth, nose. So it kind of comes down in a Z. Um, So anywhere you can see skin, you spray that. And in case it comes back on you, the very worst thing you can do is rub your skin where it's been sprayed on you. Do not do that because it makes it so much worse. You're going to want to get some soapy water on that and, and get that off of you ASAP. The effects start to wear off between 20 to 30 minutes usually. Just make sure that you guys know that for spraying somebody as well as if in case you get sprayed, <laughs> right? Um, so try not to panic if you can. And then wash your skin with soap and water. If you're wearing contacts, you're going to have to throw them away. Um, So you can rinse your eyes with water for like 15 minutes or use baby shampoo, which cuts through it and doesn't, you know, sting your eyes as much. So you should get medical attention. That's a good idea. Um, Care and storage of pepper spray. You want to shake it every once in a while. Test it every once in a while. You want to get a new one after it's expired. Remember, that could be two to four years. And make sure that you practice with it and you store it somewhere that doesn't get too hot, like in a vehicle 
Um, so you don't want it inside of anything that exceeds temperatures of like 120 degrees Fahrenheit or gets lower than freezing because it might leak or burst or lose pressure and just not be as effective. So that's super, super important. So remember the idea is to distract and get the heck out of there. And you can start yelling, yelling, um, call 911, like look at somebody specific and do that. Or if there's nobody around, you can dial 911 yourself. So obviously use common sense for your own situation. All right, and lastly, we are all at different levels with what we are comfortable carrying to help protect ourselves. So no matter what we carry, we need to make sure that we're comfortable with that. So we'll actually use it or practice with it, right? And we're checking our state laws to make sure that what we're carrying is is illegal. All tools have pros and cons. So just start thinking about which one might be right for you. We're doing a mini series on self-defense tools. So I'm going to continue on in our next episodes talking about some other tools that people ask me about. Lastly, I just want to say that pepper spray probably isn't the best tool for hand-to-hand combat. If somebody's already on you, I'm not sure that pepper spray would be the best because then it, you know, there's a high chance of it getting on you. So you would have to make that decision yourself. But it's a really good idea to think these things through ahead of time. So you just kind of have to think through scenarios ahead of time, you know, not in a freaked out way and you don't have to make a big deal of it, but just every once in a while think through, you know, oh, that was interesting where I just was like that felt kind of sketchy. What if somebody came up behind me and snuck up behind me and I didn't have time to use my pepper spray? What might I have done? So that's what I mean. All right, lessons learned today. There were seven main lessons. Number one, we heard the reminder to keep our pepper spray concealed in the same place we carry it every time. We want to practice with it and we want to keep the element of surprise with it. And we want to use situational awareness to be aware of our surroundings. Number two, Pepper spray is meant for keeping a boundary, not necessarily hand-to-hand combat. Number three, pepper spray versus pepper gel. You'll have to think that through and which is best for your area that you're carrying. Number four, Google if you can carry it in your area legally. And you can also ask your local police department. Lesson five, factors to know about pepper spray are the range the MC measurement, meaning the strength, the different locks, and the shelf life, and that some come with alarms, a GPS, etc., etc. Lesson six, I just shared that I like to carry saber pepper gel. Number seven, the last lesson, is that we learned that we spray an attacker on the face, on the skin, eye to eye, and then the nose and the mouth on any skin that's showing. And to remember, if it gets on you, do not rub it. You wanna wash off with soap and water and make sure that you get medical attention. So thank you for listening. If you got something helpful out of this podcast, please share with a friend. Who else needs to hear this? 
If you're listening on Apple, to share, click the top right circle with the three little dots and choose, quote, share show to text a friend. You can find me on Instagram at Women Aware and Prepared or my website, womenawareandprepared.com, where you can find out if you're doing the 10 top tips to stay safer. Grab the free download at the bottom of the site. See you next week. Remember, you are worthy of a safe and peaceful life.